Hello and welcome to a special episode of Step and Repeat. Hot off the presses. Uh, hot <laughs> off the presses. We are minutes away uh, from the completion of the Golden Globe Ugh. Awards. Ugh. Yeah, that was and, that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> Matt and I are here to give our very very steaming hot takes on the awards. All the drama the comedy the musicals <laughs> everything that happened yeah. the booze was flowing and, and, and ricky uh, gervais hollywood foreign press and ricky gervais yes. did not hold back <laughs> yeah so um yeah so the two big winners of the night if you uh didn't tune in were 1917 which Woo. won the uh uh, award Golden Globe Award for Best Music, uh, Best Drama, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won the award for Best Musical or Comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so those were the two other big winners. The only other movie multi winner was the movie Joker, which also won two awards. Yeah. And uh, everything else won one. But uh, yeah, it was um, in. Typical Globes fashion. There was some crazy unexpected winners. There were some drunken speeches. And there were some predictable winners, too. Yeah. Uh, and some heartfelt moments. Like, it, the Golden Globes, I don't care what you say, are great television. <laughs> it is, there's, prime there's a reason why prime. they're successful. Yes. Amazing stuff to watch. It, yeah. It's just crazy. Um, and, like... Let's just not forget about Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's start off right with in. kind of like the big, let, uh, we'll start off with like the big sort of thoughts. Like what are your overall sort of impressions? Not specific winners, but like, who do you think the like front runners are from here on out? What does this mean for the so, rest of the Oscar season? So definitely the front runners are going to be um, 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Obviously, we've already talked about that a lot. Um, Laura Dern for Marriage Story is going to be really talked about for supporting actress. I think um, Walking Phoenix is going to be talking about for Joker a lot. Um, this is really setting the stage for the Oscars this year. Um, I think. Uh, actress is still in contention. I, I'm not sure um, how I feel about Renee Zellweger winning Best Actress in a Drama, um, but I'm actually, uh, I think Taryn Ed- Edgerton is, is a big takeaway for tonight for winning um, Actor in a Musical or Comedy. I think that was a big uh, shock to everyone. Um, so he's definitely going to be talked about for the Oscars. And big, big, um, big win tonight for Aquafina as well. Uh, for best actress in a musical or comedy for the farewell. So um, yeah, really all the all the winners for the acting categories. Uh, yeah, they're just gonna. I think they're just gonna be major points of uh, contention over the next couple of weeks for for the Oscars. So I yeah. think for the acting, uh, I think tonight confirmed for me. I think we have our four acting winners tonight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and those will be Joaquin Phoenix, Renee Zellweger, Laura Dern, and Brad Pitt. Yeah, I think I, I think they're they're the four, and tonight all confirmed that for me. Yeah, well, I so what I say about Terrence, I I I I do not count him out. I still do not count him out. Um, for a win, for he could 
definitely get in there for a nomination. There's no way he'll win. Okay. Uh, he so he's stranger things have happened. He, stranger things have happened. He uh, he is a classic example of strong campaigning works. Mm-hmm. He is like somebody who like works the scene tremendously. And when I say like campaigning and working the scene, he's going to events. He's um, going to public events, singing, like working the room. And it, it, talking to voters and he's charming and he's so likable. And it helps and that he has Elton this, John behind him. 100% of the way. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and like he's young. He's like a fresh face in all of the nominees where the other nominees don't have that sort of like freshness. So that's like catnip to voters. So people love to award that particularly the Hollywood Foreign Press Association who vote on the Golden Globes. Yeah. And so by that active campaigning and welcoming um, him to the club, that is like how he got in and how he won this award and how he could get in for Oscars. Ditto goes for Aquafina. Uh, the the one-two punch of Taron Edgerton and Aquafina winning back-to-back was like, were, like, my favorite moments of the yeah, night. Yeah, that was great. Those were the times I was, like, so, so excited. Yeah. And uh, then it got, like, a little more predictable. Yeah, yeah. And, but uh, those, I was so, so happy for both of them. Yeah. Well, honestly, uh, anyone in actress, that anyone in the actress in a comedy category, musical or comedy category, would have been, like, to me, like, Anyone besides Aquafina would have been a total shock. Like, <laughs> but she, I, I think. It was I mean, loved. yeah, I think. I mean, I think Kate Blanchett was snubbed <laughs> from a win for he, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? He, he's 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 kidding. <laughs> yeah. Did you even see that? No, no. Oh my gosh, did anyone see that movie? Uh, I know. Listeners, I know a please, <laughs> please. Email us, listeners, if you saw that movie and would like to share your review, you're more than welcome. Our email is stepandrepeatpod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from yeah, you. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I'm not going to see it. Yeah. Well, I, I may see it just to hate watch it. So um, <laughs> yeah. anyone is welcome to join me. Um, I actually kind of like, I, I kind of would be would have been okay with Anna Darmus winning for Knives Out um, for actress but oh yeah she was great but like that was never gonna happen right exactly exactly that was the the uh nomination is the award yeah (laughs) in that sense yeah true true. uh same thing for like people like roman griffith davis for jojo rabbit like that was never gonna happen but did you i love it i love when taryn edgerton was like like i am so honored to be nominated in category with all these icons and roman davis (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like oh bird Uh, and um, Robert Griffin Davis was like so happy to be there. Yeah. Like he was just so he was just, like smiling and waving. Yeah, he was I know. adorable. He, he was, was so adorable. charming. I yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> uh, what were your some of your favorite speeches? Um, I, I like that Joaquin Phoenix speech. I just cannot get out of my head. That was God, what was hilarious. that? I have no idea, and I loved every second of it. It was great. Um, it was a train wreck. It was in a train like, wreck. In a train wreck so that you can't look away from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's most train wrecks, Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was great. And um, I know we're not really talking about TV too much, but um, I loved Olivia Coleman's speech. Reigning queen of Best Actress last year. Um, reigning queen of 
actress this year. Um, she's yes, she's three for three for Golden Globes. Yeah, so um, I, I also was thinking like, when was the last time that that Best Actress won the Best Actress in the Oscar won the Golden Globe the next year for Best Actress in any category? In TV, so, oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm sure there's Some, statisticians something out there. to look up. Yeah, um, I thought uh, Brad Pitt's speech was. I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny that he tried to make the I'd get on the raft with you, but I was like, uh, did he hit the mark? Maybe. Um, but it was fine. Um, yeah, I thought it, so what, when I look at speeches, when I see speeches, what I look for are narratives yeah. and especially at this stage in the game for Oscar campaigning is how are the winners building their narratives? Yeah. Because um, the Oscar race is a marathon. And mm-hmm. so at this point in the game, they have to say publicly why you should vote for them for the Oscar. And so people like Brad Pitt are essentially like making the case that like, hey, I, it's just like it's an honor to be here. I'm this cool, chill, relaxed guy um, who's never won in acting. So like it's like cool that I like watch all these movies and know all these pop culture references. So vote for me. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. like what he's saying. I mean, it's campaigning um, speeches or speeches are campaign speeches. <laughs> essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, that's what he's saying. And Joaquin Phoenix is saying, he's like, um, I'm weird as hell. And I know I am trouble. So <laughs> like, I promise you, <laughs> like it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, and I, yeah. I'm bad now. I will deliver at the Oscars. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, to that to that end, I thought uh, Renee Zellweger's speech was a dud. Yeah, I I like walked out of the room. I I couldn't I could not deal with Renee Zellweger. I I was so I'm I, that is the one category I'm very angry at. I know I know she's like apparently the favorite or whatever, but like in my opinion, freaking Scarlett Johansson ran circles around her. Scarlett Johansson gave like one of the best, if not the best, the performance of the year. And the fact that Renee Zellweger, that whatever that was, one, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm done with the Globes. So until next um, year when I watch it again. If uh, it's very funny because every year Oscar has a villain and of, <laughs> yeah, of a movie and of a movie. I mean, in general and. Um, so like last year it was green book uh and like the year before that uh it's uh there are probably a few but yeah. like la la land was another villain oh like the villain before that was um three billboards outside ebbing missouri mm-hmm. and uh this year quite unexpectedly but i never ever would have guessed marriage story would have been a contender People hate this movie. Mm. And like on Twitter, especially Twitter does not equate to the way that like the Academy or the Hollywood foreign press votes. But um, like there's so many uh, memes out there from like the big fight scene in marriage story and uh, people, you know, complaining about it being overacted. So uh, this is, not something that uh, I expected to <laughs> to happen, and I think that negative sort of press 
that really hurts yeah. the movie, yeah. and it yeah, really, really hurts Scarlett Johansson, yeah. and it really hurts Adam Driver. And I think there's a possibility now that Marriage Story will go home empty-handed Oscar night. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't say that I disagree, but um, in my in my opinion, I I think Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver just gave two of the most amazing performances I've ever seen. Um, but unfortunately, we have Twitter. In today's day and age, so yeah, and I mean, like a lot of voters aren't on Twitter; like they don't care what people say. A great example of this: another contender for the villain is the movie Joker, Mm -hmm. and like they clearly love the movie Joker. No no pun intended, you know, villain, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And the it's also funny because the the character of Joker is like far most. Uh, nominated uh, comic book history, <laughs> so it's it's crazy. Like dating back to Jack Nicholson, yeah. Like how many times jo- the Joker? Well, has been nominated the past compared to any the past others. four Jokers, live action Jokers, there have been three of them have been will have been nominated for best actor, um, and two of them. Well, if Joaquin wins, two of them will have won. Um, so like this character, the character of the Joker is so complex and so there's just so many words to explain who he is and how to play him. It's just, it's so anyone who plays him is just like, you know, here's your Oscar nomination. So like Jared Leto, like Uh, whatever, (laughs) who cares? I know, but that's why they gave the, that's why they gave Jared Leto the role because he was already an Oscar winner. Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly why. And uh, so Joker could win. The villains, the villain movies win a lot too. Like I said, Green Book last year was the villain and mm-hmm. that still won. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it can happen. Yeah. Um, so leading into best picture. Well, before we, I. Uh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say before we do that, are, are we going to. I'm going to talk about a little about best director. Um <gasps> Yeah, they're kind of well. They're hand kind in of hand. Tied. Okay. All right. They're so especially nineteen seventeen. Um, best um, best director yeah. and best motion picture drama here. Yeah. So for the Oscars, I think all of this benefits Once Upon a Time in Hollywood immensely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why, so why hear, hear, yeah. yeah, hear me out. Um, so the Oscars have a preferential ballot system. And for best picture only, and we have an episode explaining this if um, that will link you to uh, an episode description, but essentially you rank all the voting, uh, you rank all the best picture nominees. And that means like movies that aren't polarizing tend to um, tend to win frequently, like the ones that are in the middle tend to win but you also have to get a lot of first place votes and once upon a time in hollywood will fall into that into that realm its main competition comes from i would say the irishman which is a similarly themed movie and we've explained this again of like old like older men looking back on their lives (laughs) and now that um it the Irishman has kind of lost some momentum by not winning any Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
it um, that kind of knocks the Irishman down a peg. And now that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is like fresher in people's minds, that'll knock them up a step. So I think this all benefits Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to be um, to be number one on the top. However, on the flip side of things, this does not benefit them in Best Director. This does not benefit Quentin Tarantino because uh, Best Director is not a preferential ballot system. Most votes wins, which leads to things like vote splitting. And so if Martin Scorsese is nominated for Best Director for The Irishman, as is Tarantino for Hollywood, else could easily creep up in there and win. And that could be like Sam Mendes for 1917 for example. Yeah, yeah. That was so, um, so, all this is to show why I think this benefits Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in, in picture. Um, I, it's, it's too early to say what this means for 1917 uh, because it, could, it is very, very, very good. I think now it's, you have to include them in contention for, like, to win, uh, especially because it's being released nationwide on uh, this coming yeah. weekend. So while, um, while Oscar voters are voting. So, yeah, so that's what I was going to say in, is that attention. That's what I was going to say is that now that 1917 has both the Golden Globe behind director and picture for um, drama. And it's also coming out this weekend nationwide. I think it's definitely going to give Once Upon a Time a run for its money. Um, plus all the you like all the technical award that, awards that it's going to get. Um, uh, yeah, well, yeah. so however, 1917 will not have as much support behind it from the acting branch of the Academy. Right, right. And the acting branch is far and away the biggest branch of the Academy. Mm-hmm. So it like it really like needs some of that support there. Yeah. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has that clearly with like Brad Pitt winning and yeah, so Leo being nominated for Yeah, so so right now, I think yeah, so what we're saying like right now is I think we have we definitely have our big three front runners. It, I thought before the Globes, it was very unclear who was going to win Best Picture. Um, but I think now we have our very we have our three front runners, which are going to be the Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and 1917. Um, and yeah. I'm still not counting out Parasite. Uh, I I, I kind of am because so for Par- Parasite wasn't uh, eligible to be nominated for. Uh, Best drama uh-huh. and the Golden Globes, just because of the Golden Globe rules that you can't be a foreign film <laughs> nominated, which is dumb, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, and, and the Hollywood foreign press, uh, like. So, so uh, this like could benefit them there. Like Parasite got a SAG nomination and uh, for best ensemble, so that's huge in terms of like who could win uh, and like. Uh, Bong Joon-ho is like also somebody who could like creep up in there for best director because it's like a fantastically directed film and um, if you have votes splitting between Tarantino and uh, and Scorsese um, yeah well in that case in that case if there is vote splitting I'm I'm more convinced now than ever that it's going to go to Sam Mendes so I, I, he, I don't he's I don't he's I don't won, but, he's won like, before too yeah, I mean, Sam Mendes has won before. So, like, 
like Sam again with the Oscar narrative, Sam Mendes like doesn't particular. There's not a strong narrative there. It there it benefits from its late release date. Uh, well, it's a blessing and a curse, but yeah, uh, it's it benefits in the way that like the public is talking about it. Like everyone in who's voting for the Oscars saw 1917 a long time ago, but. Um, the like the public, like their friends are talking about it at least, so that that influences people. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I do, but... think, I, I do think it would be interesting if Parasite did win Best Director. The only the only thing I see there is like, yeah, like so last year Alfonso Cuarón won Best Director, so it'd be two years in a row that International Feature won a Best Director, the Best Director top prize. Um, I so honestly like. Yeah, I just I don't know if I see it happening again. Well, well I, I mean, I, I, yeah. seven, ten last best director winners are non-American. So no, 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 I, I, yeah, well, I mean, like for the international, like foreign language film, yeah. So like, so like, like, Parasite is foreign language, and Roma was foreign language. Um, whereas well, like, I mean, Toro, like Shape of Water is not foreign language, but he won better. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I mean, so another thing that we've discussed on the podcast before is how diversified the Academy yeah. has been over the past few years, particularly yeah. branch. It's becoming more yeah. international. So, so I think so that that's what I'm saying. It's like more that's, likely. That's, that's the advantage I'm saying for like Bong Joon Ho. That like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like that could be yeah. his advantage. That like two years in a row, like someone from the international feature category wins Best Director. Like, oh, we did it last year. We'll do it again. So, um, but but I also really. I don't know. Best director is going to be like, like I would have said, like, like I said, like three weeks ago, like, oh, the acting categories are like really like the big ones this year. And now I'm like thinking, like, no. oh, oh no, my god, direct, no. the, the acting categories are really boring this year. Yeah, uh, for the most part. Now, now that like our well, now that now, now that the they are. are winning, I know. Yeah, they're, they're but now, now, but now the big discussion is director. So I think that's that's the big one to look out for this year. So yeah, like director and picture are going to be like far more fascinating. Yeah, and it's going to come all the way down to it. Yeah. So like, yeah. Really interested. Um, very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Oscar, like the nominations don't even come out until next week, but um, I know <laughs> there could be some like major snubs. This could be like a 2012 situation where like Ben Affleck wasn't even nominated. <laughs> like oh, <yeah. laughs> we could, we could find ourselves in one of those weird situations. Yeah. So well, yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Um, I'm I'm very excited for uh, nominations this year. So yeah, um, and hopefully some love for female directors. That'd be nice. So oh my gosh, I mean the only one who has a shot at this point is Greta Gerwig, and yeah. I hope hope she gets in there. Uh, I would love yeah to see that be rewarded. Yeah, um, I would love like some real backlash, like just at the Oscars this year, like no male directors are nominated, and just like all five are female directors. Like, there's your big surprise. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, let's... Uh, I'm, I'm, we'll I'm do... down for it. Yeah. I mean, if, if they would deserve it, so we have, like, Greta Gerwig, uh, Lulu Wong for The Farewell. You could mm-hmm. do uh, Lorene Scafaria for Hustlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Honey Boy. And um, you could do uh, Celine Sciamma for Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Boom, yep, there's there your five. five. Yep. And I think that would just, like... To be honest with you, I actually see that happening. So, <laughs> like, um, I I do not. 
I've. Um, I would love it, but I'm a little more yeah. pessimistic yeah. on know, that I front. Know. I know. I'm just yeah. Well, so call us Academy. We're woke. We'll nominate the directors. So, um, yeah. Um, so let's talk about. So yeah, we're we good on effort or on director? Yeah, director. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows for director? Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, I thought. Another big shock of the night um, was animated feature film. Um, really oh surprised. God. Yeah, missing Link one. Um, I thought Toy Story 4 was one of the best movies of the year. And I'm pretty sure this won because it was split. The vote was split between Toy Story and Frozen. Um, so missing Link just kind of like won out. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I after that, after Missing Link won, the first thing that I did was went to YouTube and Googled the trailer for Missing Link. Because <laughs> I, I saw Missing Link. I, I saw Missing Link. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it's, I it's, didn't even know it, is, it existed. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, um, it's, 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 uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's not a movie I'd sit through again, but it is a movie. Um, it exists. It came out in theaters. It is now available on digital um and yeah it was a movie made by people for people by people so yeah yeah so um it's it's this interesting category like what it means what this means for the oscars too because toy stories won the toy story franchise has won an animated feature before as has frozen so like there's a slight hesitancy to like want to really award them again uh even if they are great um so however there's not like an alternative yeah uh to to get in there and this is like a big reason why um uh into the spider-verse won last year because the same thing with the incredibles like the incredibles franchise had like one before they've done it yeah something's been done we've all seen it it's just a continuation of yeah yeah no i get it yeah so and but into the spider verse was a viable alternative yeah and there well, really kind of is no alternative this year so like who knows what could happen yeah. i also think it wasn't nominated for the globes but i think the movie uh, i lost my body on netflix as a chance yeah. of winning the animated feature at the oscars for the same reason that missing link won yeah. here at the globes well also so, like it was pretty shocking yeah also like going back to spider-man like spider-man was also a fantastic movie it was one of the best, better movies of last year um so oh, I'm that's not what that's what i mean all. by like yeah. it being like the alternative yeah um yeah so anyway um tom hanks's speech actually was really good too his lifetime achievement speech cecil b demel um yeah sorry going back totally to so. i've i've never seen i've never seen him like choke up like that really yeah. in real life that was really so uh, i was also not prepared for them to show the end of the captain phillips movie clip in, <laughs> in that uh that little montage there and i forgot how powerful that scene was yeah <laughs> even if you're seeing it out of context yeah I've so, never finished Captain Phillips. I don't think. Oh my god! Then you missed the best scene. Yeah, that's in the montage. I'm trying to think. Uh, no, yeah, I've never finished the whole thing. I saw like the first half of it, and I never finished it. So, 
I'm a bad movie a cinephile. You are not the captain. Yeah, though. really. This is where I bow out. Uh, so one of my favorite moments, uh, a couple of my favorite moments came at the very beginning of the, of the show too. Um, one was Kate McKinnon's uh, intro- introduction of Ellen DeGeneres, uh-huh, yeah. which I thought was so great, um, where she said uh, that she like saw Ellen in 1997 uh, come out on her television show and um, basically inspired her and said that she no longer felt like she had alien DNA. And I just thought that was so, so powerful yeah. and cute. Yeah. Uh, and a uh, really, really, really great moment. Like, I love those moments. Like, Kate McKinnon's like a hilarious, hilarious person and is able to intertwine comedy and sincerity yeah. very 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 well yeah. and that was one of those moments which makes her so great yeah when she yeah when she is like genuine she is very genuine i love kate mckinnon i think she's a very i think she uses her platform for a very uh in a very positive way and i really appreciate the word she says um and i also thought ellen like just knocked it out of the park too with her speech um, especially when she said Carol Burnett, <laughs> she like inspired her to come out. She's like, "Oh, oh, God, uh, yeah. I yeah, I see what you're saying." Like Carol Burnett says, like, when she talked to you or something, I'm I'm okay, I'm gay too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I thought I Ellen, thought I thought Ellen's speech was okay. I thought it was great. Uh, I, I thought it. I thought Kate McKinnon's was better than Ellen's, yeah, yeah. but it was, I didn't think it was bad. But um. I'd be interested to see how the internet reacts or particularly well, how gay Twitter reacts. Yeah, well, the internet needs to calm down. they do not like Ellen right now. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, that's yeah. a discussion. Oh, my gosh, later. because of the whole... Uh, well, because of the whole Dakota Johnson uh, birthday forgetting thing, which is really great. Yeah. Another thing we will link on uh, on the episode description just for your entertainment. But uh, I digress. I have thoughts on that. Uh but I will leave them for a later date. Um, I really like Ellen. Ooh. I think she's been getting a lot of yeah. heat lately. Um, undeservedly so. Um, yeah, and I thought she gave a great speech. And I really hope she comes back from this. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, she, like, this didn't destroy her in any sort of oh, I, way. I <laughs> yeah. Um, my uh, second favorite moment, or maybe my favorite moment, uh, actually, was Bong Joon-ho when he won for... Oh, the, my God, uh, that speech was amazing. Future. Yeah, yes, I that one line about had the, the best subtitles. Speech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I wrote it down. It was, once you overcome the inch-tall barrier of subtitles, you will be introduced to so many more amazing films. Yeah. Boom, mic drop, shut off the TV, we're done here. That was incredible, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Props to Bong Joon-ho for not only making a fantastic movie, but being such a fantastic orator. Um, And yeah, like Uh, he really does make a good point. Like we do not experience foreign language films as much as we should. And nor does um, the Academy or the Hollywood, even the Hollywood foreign press. Um, And I think like with Parasite, hopefully this kind of opens people's eyes more to how great foreign language films can be. Um, and I know I'm even being a little hypocritical because, like, I like honestly, like, I don't experience foreign language films all that much. But the fact that 
they have they can they can be so powerful um like it's just a testament to uh bong joon ho's work and really anyone anyone any foreign language filmmakers work um so yeah i really want to i really hope foreign language kind of like uh gets off the ground a little bit more so in terms of popularity yeah, i mean so, and I, it, it came this close it came this close to winning best picture last year so and yeah. is in contention yeah. here too so, yeah. so um, cool. on the on the flip side is a uh, speech that i hated was quentin tarantino's I for best screenplay hated it it was yeah. So narcissistic. Yep. And uh, yep. he literally said, like, at one point, he was like, it's so great to win an award for a movie that you, like, wrote alone because, like, you only get the credit for it. So he said, yeah. it was me and me alone who did this. And yeah. I was just I like, are you serious it. right now? Yeah. Uh, it was so off-putting, and I hated it. Yeah. I, I, I was, I, when I heard that, I was like, what is wrong with you, dude? Like, Seriously, I, I'm, I was not a fan of it either. So yeah, um, he's, I, just, he's just he's just like so pompous. I'm like, uh, I I like his work. I like I like most of his work, but like him as a person, I just ugh, I've never really like been a yeah. fan of. So on on that note, also hate Ricky Gervais. So mm, yeah. <laughs> I um don't really understand why they brought him back. I think his comedy, uh is outdated his style of comedy was like funny like five years ago even if you could say that but like it, it's not something that like plays well in a 2019 <laughs> version mm-hmm. and i don't know it's just like i i don't like put other people down for like celebrating something so like i like i myself like obviously like love watching like award shows and love watching movies so much that you and I created a podcast about it. Yeah. And so I think it's like, it's kind of insulting when a host of the television program that you are supposed to be enjoying is telling you how worthless like this all is like to your face. And it's like, dude, let me like figure that out for myself or like think that. And it's like, you're, just being like this self-deprecation, not not even self-deprecation, just like throwing like shit piles like onto the something that like you enjoy, and it's like a distraction yeah. and doesn't fit in with anything that I care about. So yeah, well they you know yeah they brought him back for like one reason and one reason only for ratings uh, to be offensive, they, to be yeah. offensive. But again, people would, like, that's not and watch. But, like, Ricky Gervais is so, like, five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I thought some of his jokes were funny. I was I was definitely laughing at some of his jokes. Um, I thought his monologue at the beginning was a little... Uh, yeah, that was weird. Um, I thought it was rough. I mean, like... Yeah, it was very I, rough, yeah. I went into it not, like wanting him to host and like from the first like few minutes i was just not feeling it and barely laughed at his jokes the yeah the whole night so yeah but yeah well yeah i don't i don't know i have i i don't really like to me they weren't really that memorable like the jokes weren't that memorable. like i i i do remember like laughing at some of them but like i'm 
like I sit here, like I forgot most of it. So, They're like, but but the host to me, like Ricky Gervais to me, isn't like it's not. It's obviously not the highlight. Like, and like the just like you know, the guts and the glamour and the dresses and the host. Like, none of that is the highlight for me. The highlight is like is the work and the achievement. And I kind of like put all that everything else like to the side. Um, but yeah, so I don't really like have an opinion. I guess either way. So yeah, I mean, like it doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't like ruin the experience to me, but I just like I just right. think he is like not somebody who is suited for the job. Yeah. Yeah. And um I love like I just love like these like weird unscripted moments. But my favorite unintentionally hilarious moment of the night was Ansel Elgort singing. Oh my god, I for no reason. That. Me too. It I was horrible. That. It was awful. It was cringeworthy. It's terrible. Why? <laughs> Why? Why exactly? Why? Like it you came do. Out of nowhere. Like you do, you Ansel. You do you, and keep living your life. Just do not bring your singing back into my world, and I would. It was like appreciate also that. kind of the most like Ansel Elgort thing he could have possibly done too. So which is um, like I don't added to his whole ethos. Yeah, I don't know Ansel Elgort enough. Oh, is he really? Yeah, I don't know Ansel yeah. Elgort enough to like know that like he is a DJ or a singer. So like, and I'm like fine not knowing that information as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell, by the way, was hilarious when he came out. Oh with, my god! Um, with Daniel no, Craig. I, I hate that. Like, I actually hated Will Ferrell too. Because, you did? Like, yes. Oh my god! Because it bothers me so much when people like make all these jokes like literally milliseconds before they're opening the envelope. I'm like, shut up and open the envelope oh, and I tell thought... me who won. Oh, and I, I can't it so stand funny. it. No, yeah, I'm. Okay. I'm just like. I'm just like. Get get over with. Stop making jokes. I just I was want. I need to know. Here dying when he was like sniffing him i like i think i couldn't i was just i thought that was so funny um i don't even remember the category but yeah it was just really good i thought it was hilarious but uh yeah so i don't know what else we haven't touched on yet um i don't know if you Um, want to talk about tv not really but so, uh, super, super happy for Succession, because I'm a Same. big Succession fan. I have one episode uh, left. I'm, don't spoil, no spoilers, please. It's so good. I knew you had one episode left, and I was, like, praying that no one was going to spoil it on, yeah. Yeah. on yeah. the award show stage. No one did, so you're safe. Yeah, I have my but... series, but I'm very excited. I'm very happy for Succession. Very happy for Fleabag. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, the TV categories tonight were, I thought I thought were great. So. Surprisingly, like usually, are all over the place on TV. Like yeah. they would like they award like Mozart in the Jungle and like shows I know yeah. zero people watch. And yeah. um, I so, I know like, one person who watches the Kaminsky method. I know one person, and he tried to get me to watch it, and I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I need to watch the show Barry because my friend at work told me to watch it. And he was like, no, it's Kimmy's Method. And I said, oh, like, there's, there's, just, there's too many shows. Um, but is, are they, is Kaminsky Method, is that HBO? No, Kaminsky oh. Method is Netflix. Netflix, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't, yeah, there's just, it's yeah. just too much. But so. they, <laughs> they, they like award random stuff and it's like, yeah. wow, like unexpected. Russell, like Russell Crowe, yeah. 
Oh my God. Also, uh, yeah, that was the first WTF moment of the night. And yeah, I was, like, was laughing. Yeah, I was Came out up. of nowhere. Uh, I was cracking up too because, like, I really did not care about that category whatsoever. And so yeah, I was I like, knew. fine, sure. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I mean, I was, and- I'm, I was hoping Jared Harris would take it just because I've seen Chernobyl and I haven't seen anything else in that category. Um, <laughs> in that. So. I'm like, yay, uh, Jared Harris. Uh, no. So. Well, funny too. It was unintentionally funny had that Russell Crowe won night because then he had this like pre written speech about the Australian fires. And then uh, subsequently, every single Australian who walked on stage after that kind of looked like a dick because they weren't. Australia, like helping out with the fires, and yeah. like they were just there. Like Cape Blanchett was just like, help the She's fires. Just, yeah, and like, and like oh, but like Russell Crowe's there. <laughs> yeah, so it just it was so like cringeworthy. Oh, I love the cringeworthy moments. Oh yeah, it was great. So well, yeah, and like I guess like I read an article like yesterday about like Nicole Kidman crying at a red carpet because of the fires. But then, like, I turn around, like, I see her, like, in, like, this glitzy, glam, like, this glamorous dress on the red carpet. And I'm like, you don't seem that upset about it tonight. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. And, like, obviously, we're kind of, like, making light of an obviously very serious issue. But. Yeah. Yeah. This is a uh, very serious issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And so there's also this other weird aspect to Walking Phoenix's stream of consciousness uh, speech. Uh, where he um, said at the very beginning, he was like, I'm glad that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association uh, recognizes the connection between animal agriculture and climate change because they only serve, they didn't serve any meat for their meal. And uh, so, but then he goes on to say, like, but you got to do more for the fires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was just like going on and on about this. Like, so you open your speech talking about animal agriculture and then you talking about the fires. And so it was like, yeah, it is a weird sort of connection that like, did and then not he's work. Like, but he's like, because it was walking Phoenix and he was drunk and not <laughs> all there. <laughs> Yeah, Mentally. was he uh, was he only drunk? Um, no, he. Uh, I mean, it's Joaquin Phoenix. Who knows? who knows? Who knows? Then he's like, "Yeah, you gotta. Um, we gotta. We we can't. It's not just good enough to vote. We have to like be activists and like like. What are you like? You're trying to say everyone needs to run for Congress or something? Like, I have no idea. Like, wait, it's like typically the answer is like you need to get out and vote. So, uh, yeah, it just it was it was a very weird speech all around. So. Yeah. Yeah, and by weird, it and was I great. couldn't even. Uh, yeah, it was great, and because it was so weird. Yeah, Same. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh yeah, and it was also bleeped just, out. So it was bleeped out. Yeah, and I loved every second of it. Um, yeah, and I always like try to like try to. I love trying to figure out the words they say when they bleep them out. Um, some are more obvious than others, but sometimes it's you know <laughs> hard to tell. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Oh, the reason why Renee's speech, like ten seconds after, which I did because Joaquin was so out there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't even know what else. I'm, I'm like sitting here going through the list. Yeah, I uh, mean, like, it was a pretty st- like 
thinking about it and talking about it now is like a pretty standard sort of glow weird weird moments or um some surprises um not some surprises and other yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um i think I, get... I think it sorry go ahead no 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 that's it. They gave the yeah. awards to big, big people and newcomers. So, what the Globes yeah. do? I think I've calmed down a little bit from my Renee Zellweger rant. I was heated at first when we started this podcast, but I'm learning to accept, and I'll move on with my life. You've, yeah, what well, you've went through the five stages. I did <laughs> uh, in this past half hour. I'm of grief. In, yes. Yeah. And you've moved on to acceptance already. Well, I'm glad this uh, this could be a therapeutic experience for you. Thank you. Yes, that's 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 why I wanted to do this podcast tonight, so I could just yeah. go through well, some quick therapy. I checked on uh, the hour. Yeah. And props to Colin Jost, who now has to escort Queen Scarlet through all of this work season. So. Yeah. Every be doing double duty for for a while. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, Anything else? I enjoyed the Globes. Like, they're so corrupt and, like, probably shouldn't exist <laughs> an organization. But, like, I cannot deny that I really enjoy it as television. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, it's great watching all around. So, I love it. I look forward to it every year. And next up, uh, we got the Oscar nominations. Oscar nominations, These- right? Yeah, voting I think closes for Oscar nominations like very soon. I which I I think it's Tuesday, right? They close. Is it the seventh or eighth? Yeah. The point being that voting closes for nominations while the Golden Globes are happening. So the Golden yeah, and have an influence on yeah. what gets nominated because signs and they yeah. don't uh they don't yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, uh, anything else you want to say? No. Um, yeah, I mean, I look, we're just getting started with uh, award season. Um, up next is nominations and then SAG and all right. BAFTA and all that good stuff. So, yeah, look forward to uh, more specials like this and uh, going over, I guess, individual categories in the Oscars in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, giving our predictions and our insights and best we can best to our ability. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I have a feeling we might have some major surprises on the way. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. And I think the globes just kind of, uh, I think they prove it. Yeah. I think, I think they prove that we do. We are in for a whirlwind of a award season. So it's only just begun 2020. It's- off to a fun start. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, on that note, All uh, right. we will we will uh, get back with you. Yeah. Catch you on the, the flip side, the next episode. All right. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, all.